0: Hello, welcome to a podcast for The Lancet to mark World Population Day, which is June 11th, 2019. Today, we'll be discussing progress made in the 25 years since the landmark Cairo Conference on Population and Development in 1994. And to talk about this with me, I've got a very special guest, Dr. Natalia Karnam, the Executive Director of the United Nations Population Fund, the UNFPA. Dr. Carnum, welcome and thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much, Gavin.
0: So 25 years ago then, the International Conference on Population and Development, it centered on sexual and reproductive health and the empowerment of women. At the time, what made this such an important statement?
1: At the time, the atmosphere was electric. I remember it vividly. I was there amongst a group of uh, West African women, which a foundation I was working for, uh, the Ford Foundation, uh, sponsored. And what was new? was that reproductive health was coming into its own. It was coming onto the map. This International Conference on Population and Development was a milestone because terms like reproductive health, reproductive rights, were adopted by all 179 governments at the time. And the program of action was indeed revolutionary.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, 25 years is, is a long time, but it's quite a short time in terms of global change. So. What have you observed in the quarter century since Cairo? What are the kind of major changes for you? And has everything that was put forward that day remained completely relevant since, do you think?
1: Well, great questions. I think, you know, to my mind, it was Cairo, this International Conference on Population and Development, that invited civil society in to a government-UN multilateral meeting. That was big. And I think it was about 20,000 people attended, many of them women, activists, who wanted to make links which in our era, 25 years later, were doing in a much more deliberate way. For example, environment and development were linked in Cairo. The demand for women and girls to be at the center of development began in Cairo ICPD. And uh, it was also interesting because as mortality rates were declining around the world, some researchers and some policymakers were panicking there was talk about the ticking time bomb of population and a lot of worry about the numbers of population. And Cairo said, the issue is not numbers, it's people. The population and development should really uh, prepare the planet for the uh, things that we're talking about a lot now, natural resources, et cetera, et cetera. But I think there's a lot of um, credit that we can give to Cairo in that program of action, Gavin. For example... In 1994, the year of the conference, contraceptive prevalence in the least developed countries was only about 15%, and it's more than doubled now to 37%. And at that time, in the same poorest countries of the world, nearly eight in 1,000 women died during pregnancy and childbirth. And today, that rate has almost been cut in half, So I think, you know, this is real progress, and a lot of it because of the galvanizing quality of the world making those promises then. But as you say, we still have a far piece to go um, before we can claim to have lived up to all the commitments. Um, Family planning is just one of those aspects.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. So for you, would you say kind of one of the major changes then, I was really interested in honing in on that, was the uh, the change from population counting numbers, if you will, to this notion of sustainability? Exactly,
1: yes. Well, you know, what I've been calling for uh, is global attention to the unfinished business of that conference. That's what we will be pushing for the agenda. At the follow-up conference 25 years later in Nairobi from November 12th to 14th, when we will have very high-level delegations. The conference will be opened by President Kenyatta of Kenya. Denmark is a co-sponsor along with UNFPA. And what I've been emphasizing is that we are leaving people behind. And too many of these people are adolescent girls. Too many of these people are children who are being married off uh, far too young. And uh, we live in an era where over 30, thousand girls are going to be married right today while I'm speaking with you. And all of these dots have to be connected. So our purpose in reconvening the international community, again, in the Nairobi Summit this November, is to say, let us live up to promises that were made to adolescents and young people about correct information about sexual and reproductive health. We also think that the world has made a lot of progress in terms of new technologies. reproduction and reproductive health we need to arbiter conversations about uh sex selection bias you know boy preference um which is leading to huge societal implications in some countries and uh we also are living in a paradoxical world where we have the most young people ever uh, you know in in in, in history 1.8 billion but we also have the most elder people as well over the age of 60. Similarly, we have some countries where fertility is still quite high and women are demanding efficient, effective family planning methods that are convenient for them, affordable for them. And then we have other countries at the other end of the spectrum where birth rates have dropped dramatically, the latter tending to be uh, developed countries. So our themes always are sexual and reproductive health and reproductive rights. We're talking about um, universal health care. That's a big push for the United Nations as a whole, which UNFPA is participating with um, uh, WHO leadership on that. So we're very excited about the prospects for finally getting to zero on some of the issues that Cairo uh, portended.
0: Yes, and particularly at the Lancet, we're really interested in that uh, push for universal health care. It's one of our one of our major topics that we that we always try and promote. So we're we're really pleased to. Uh, to hear it's forming such a major plank of the UN's uh, of the UN's global health push at the moment. I see you've been talking about uh, a goal of three zeros by 2030 as a UNFPA goal. Could you tell us a little bit about that? What, what are these three zeros and uh, what, what are some of your plans to achieve them?
1: Well, sure. Zero. As opposed to ameliorating, we would like to see an end to the unmet need for family planning. Right now, uh, estimates by the uh, sector that works on this, and UNFPA partners very well across the this, this sector. Our estimate is that there are 214 million women, practically all of them in developing countries, who want to limit their family size but can't. I'm just coming back from Niger, where the African Union uh, Summit was uh, held this week. And there, Niger, they have the highest fertility rate in the world. It's about 7 children on average per woman in her lifetime, and not by choice. So we go back to rights and choices, and ending the unmet need for family planning is our first zero. And we think it's achievable if people will join hands and bring the commodities, you know, the, the, the methods to the, to the women where they are. Our second zero is to end preventable maternal mortality, and a huge proportion of maternal mortality is indeed preventable with good antenatal care with uh, EMOC, you know, the Emergency Obstetric and Newborn Care uh, Protocols. So we want to see this universally applied, and we know that we can bring down that 830 women a day uh, who who, who are estimated to be dying uh, uh, because of pregnancy and childbirth. And our last big zero after family planning and maternal mortality is to do away with sexual and gender-based violence in all its forms. I don't care what you call it. Domestic violence is wrong. It is wrong to perform female genital mutilation on girls. And uh, our estimates are that 68 million of them would be cut by 2030 if we sit back and do nothing. So obviously we're not sitting back and doing nothing and we throw child marriage in there as well because that's a form of coercion that's based on gender and it is a violence. So these are the three zeros that we base on data, on evidence, and on the fact that uh, good population studies are showing us a road that we can actually achieve this by the year 2030. So we want to finish that unfinished business that Cairo promised. And I was really gratified because we live in a time of what I would call pushback on the political front. It has been a bit difficult and unwieldy to be a defender of women's rights, which UNFPA and the UN as a whole is relentless about. And so I was really gratified that all member states uh, supported a declaration uh, in the Commission on Population and Development in April. They reaffirmed the Cairo uh, uh, agenda. So I think that was really good news, but we've got to push for action. And. You know, the strategy that we have for this meeting is not your typical UN event. It's actually a global event where we want to breathe new life into this agenda from Cairo. And the price of the ticket to get in the door, and we expect thousands will come, is to come with a commitment, whether it's a financial commitment, whether it's a commitment for scholarships for girls to stay in school because education and health, as you well know, very much tied to the fortunes of the girl as an individual and to her family. The commitment can be to partner with others. Um, But that is what we want to see. By the year 2030, those three zeros coming to fruition.
0: Yeah, it's really fascinating to see these 1994 goals evolve. And uh, I I wish you best of luck. I'm sure you don't need it for the conference in Nairobi in November. Uh, (laughs) Dr. Kahneman, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you today. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you too, Gavin. All the best.